0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Shared Ireland podcast. Today we're delighted to be joined by Michael MacDonald from Cookstown in County Tyrone, right in the heart of Middlaster. Welcome to the Shared Ireland podcast, Michael. How are
1: you keeping? Yeah, not too bad now. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Michael, I suppose we'll get right into it. Um, Could you paint our listeners a picture of who you are in relation to the alliance party and then the nature of the conversations that i believe you've had with your party leader naomi long over this past few days over this past week which ended with you ultimately leaving the party
1: yeah um thanks now well, um yeah it's been a, it's been a bit of a, a whirlwind week past few days especially um alliance for me is was always my party of choice um, from I joined the party in 2007-2008 um, recently I've become disillusioned with the, the party and its approach to fundamental question which is in, in everybody's mind at the moment which is the question of reunification um, so yeah I've, I've messaged i um, the party leader Naomi uh, a few times over the past week Ultimately um, just to get a feel for um, where I belong in the party, especially with regards to forthcoming elections. Now there's an election, council elections coming up is next year um, 2023 and I had put myself forward as a candidate for for Fermanagh and South Tyrone. So we award um, Newtown Butler, just outside Newtown Butler, or an East, which I don't think they've ever had an Alliance candidate. So, yeah, I put um, I put myself out there, filled out a candidate nomination form, which I had done previously for last year's um, Assembly election. Now, last year's Assembly election, just to say, the the party um, for me was sorry. The assembly election last year, I put my name forward, had an interview, a Zoom meeting with four or five of the party um, officers, which was fine to put my case across. Uh, ultimately, was unsuccessful, which is okay. There was a, already a candidate there, so um, when the, the opportunity came to put myself forward for the council election next year, I thought I should have an opportunity here. A because there's never been a candidate from Alliance in that ward. And be because of my experience I think it'd
0: be important just to let our listeners know at this point Michael that you previously have actually stood for the Alliance back in 2000 and what 2011 for both the local um, council and also for the Assembly yeah that's right so, so you have a history of actually representing the Alliance party
1: I do yeah uh, and um, at, at that time yeah, it was two thousand and eleven I stood alongside uh, well was Patsy McGlone, um, Sandra Overend, Francie Malloy, Mark McGuinness. Um, we've done a lot of canv- canvassing, campaigning, different different areas of the um, of the county. So I have experience and one of the one of the things that really irked me recently, um, when I was unsuccessful in the party, uh, getting a nomination was they cited my um, lack of experience. So basically they said, you need to spend more time on the ground um, and building up your profile as such. And you would rebut that by saying
0: (laughs) your experience was back when you previously stood for the assembly. Yeah. Michael, some could level this at you that you are now potentially have got sour grapes, um, and you're speaking publicly against Naomi and the Alliance because they chose not to select you as a candidate. How would you respond to that?
1: No, that's a fair comment and I understand that. Um, the, 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 the situation last year when I put my, myself forward for the Assembly um, and had the, the Zoom meeting, that was an opportunity for me to put forward my views on the party. Um, party policy, I have no problem with. Uh, the only issue I have is me being allowed as uh, as a nationalist to promote uh, my viewpoint on how best to bring communities together. Mm-hmm. Now, the conversation I've had with Naomi is, listen, Michael. party policy is we don't have a decision as yet. The overriding function of the party is to make this place work. 100% behind me, 100% behind that. Um, however, while she is telling me that um, together, we can make, you know, as, as, a, as a collective, we need to make this place work first. I have to then say, where's the space for, for me to say within that, I want room to promote what I believe is best for the community, which is ultimately, Reunification. Um, Now, my viewpoint is, and you could call this sour grapes if you want. um, When I applied for the uh, uh, to be a candidate in the forthcoming election next year, um, I received a blanket response saying, You've been unsuccessful, didn't have an opportunity to put my case. Didn't have a Zoom meeting with any of the party officers. Um, so I'm left there saying, well, putting two and two together, am I just pr- too pro-nationalist <laughs> for the likes of the Alliance Party? And that's the only conclusion I can draw now. So so was it on the back of this um,
0: unsuccessful attempt to be selected as a candidate for the local elections Mm -hmm. next year, that you decided then to further this conversation with the party and ultimately Naomi, to flesh out, I guess, a little bit more around, okay, moving forward here, you know, are we on the same page about different things? Um, Is that fair?
1: Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. Um... It's, it's, it's difficult for me because, the, you know, the party are saying one thing and then I can't square it to where I would fit into that. It's the same, uh, I made a little analogy on Twitter, I think, yesterday evening, where you have uh, two scenarios. Say you've got uh, a candidate in Lagan Valley. Okay, yeah, Let's let's follow the party policy. Let's make this place work for everybody. Fantastic. Oh, by the way, what's your position on the Constitution? oh, listen, make the place work, but I think we're better in the United Kingdom and making that work. And then scenario B, you're down the road and you've got somebody like me that, um, okay, yeah, let's make this place work. Reunification isn't going to happen overnight. So obviously we'll have to make the infrastructures we we'll have now work for the betterment of everybody. But in that scenario, once you get through that and then they say, well, what's your view on the constitution? I'd say, well, have a look around you, Brexit Britain, broken Britain, it has to be now towards getting back into Europe, joining a, 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 you know, bringing the country back together for everybody. So those two scenarios for me are like, within the one party, Yeah, contradict each other. Yeah, and that's the fundamental problem I have. And I feel that the party are reluctant to go down that road because,
0: listen, there's But I suppose, Michael,
1: the Alliance Party,
0: maybe, is it unfair to say that they're, I know there were my words, contradicting each other, because the Alliance position is currently they don't have a viewpoint on the constitutional question. So technically speaking, they're not really saying they're for it or against it. They're just not prepared to give any clear direction on it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's seems to be the way of it. Um, just let things flow and see where the wind takes us. Mm. Um. So, what, what kind of feedback have you been getting
0: from, I guess, people that you would know within your constituency area? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the feeling on the ground that you get from, I, I guess, what you would call traditional alliance voters in in the Mid area about the constitutional question.
1: It, the feedback I would get from, you know, people I'd be talking to is, you know, the world is moving so quick, so fast. And for any party to say, I'm undecided or don't have a view. We're up and out. It's is, 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 is a cop out, mm. you know. And, and that's the problem I have with the Alliance Party position. And anybody that I speak to would say to me, Michael, um, you know, yeah they understand it's not black and white there's always these little grey areas but on something as fundamental as you know moving forward and how this place is changing you know not even day by day it's it's fluid it's moving where they are um, they have to make a call It's, it's no good just sitting on the fence and saying well we'll wait and see can I bring you back just to the conversations you had with Naomi? And
0: I guess you know I appreciate they're private, mm-hmm. but some sort of a—if you could, you know, give us some sort of an idea of when you put that direct question to Naomi, basically what you're only after explained to me there, and uh, we're living in a, a very rapidly changing society, and and obviously Brexit has brought um, the whole. Um, conversation to the forefront around constitutional change and as you rightfully said the EU has has clearly come out and said you know if there is Irish reunification you will be a pathway for you, the country to get back into Europe What? How did Naomi respond to that what I would seem to be very logical sort of a proposal
1: to her uh, uh, Very forthright that I um it's not the overriding position right now, so and that's the frustration for me because it always comes back to let's make this place work. You know, let's bring everybody together and, and,
0: and let's just be clear here. When Naomi and the Alliance Party say let's make this place work, they're clearly referring to um, the north of Ireland. Northern
1: Ireland, mm-hmm. the six counties, call yeah. it what we want. Yeah, and phrase it anyway. But, um, but
0: but you are referring to when you say let's make this place work, you're referring to the island um, of Ireland.
1: Not necessarily when when we say make this place work. As I said previously, reunification, listen, it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I can feel it in my bones. Um, but it's not gonna happen overnight. So what the party, listen, any party, Alliance Party included, have to make this place work as it stands. It's a failed state. The North. The North, Northern Ireland, however you want to call it, is a failed state, has been for the past 101 years. Um, But listen, until we get to a a, a point where we can put down on the table A, B and C, this is what uh, a, a reunified Ireland is going to look like, yeah, we have to make this place work. Make make Stormont get Stormont back up and running. Get um, the, the the MLAs back to work and doing what they can in the the system that we have right now. Let's make it work hundred percent. But moving forward, has to be a bigger picture, and that's where I have the um, the friction with me and the parties just come to a breaking point.
0: And how how did the conversation end with
1: yourself and Naomi? Well, I've uh, um, communicated with, with Naomi through email, uh, through Twitter, private messages, etc. Um, and Naomi accepts that party members, including myself, are free to have a viewpoint on what the constitu- or what the constitutional position is. Um, but again she is very forthright and says that's not the overriding factor. Have your position by all means, just don't shout about it because it's not what we're focusing on right now. But you know did she actually say that? Just don't shout about it? Well that's what I get from, um, I can't say word for word what we talked about um, but her her response is Michael, yeah have your position um, but the Alliance Party policy is, and from what I gather will always be, it's not the overriding factor. So, so you're not disgruntled
0: in terms of that you personally as an Alliance Party member aren't allowed to have an opinion. What you are disgruntled about Michael, if I'm correct, is you would want the party to actually make a decision and come out yes, no, whatever. Is that fair? Yeah, that would
1: be fair enough. And I think from my viewpoint, and take this however, um, the party has missed an opportunity by um, allowing somebody from my background and my beliefs to stand for election. And they can say, this is why we're a party for all. There's somebody in Fermanagh that promotes um, reunification down the line. Well, with somebody in um, East Belfast who wants to stay within the union. It would show diversity within the party. Absolutely. And that's the viewpoint that I was coming from. And that's what irks me and that's what's brought me to where we are today.
0: I I can actually see that from your perspective, how that would make, I guess, logical sense, Mm -hmm. that any party should and would, particularly the Alliance, um because they're always jokingly referred to as the party that sits on the fence yeah. but at least with having a mixture of voices in regards to the constitutional question it would show that balance as opposed to stifling a voice within the party
1: 100% um yeah and that's that's what that's what that's what's so frustrating for me is uh, across a community party the reason i fell in love with the party to begin with was because um, it wasn't, you know, black and white It's a broad church for everybody. And everybody had their own views and should be entitled to express them.
0: I suppose just when I hear you say that's what made you initially fall in love with the party. Mm-hmm. But you were aware when you fell in love with the party in 2007, and seven, eight, that their position hasn't changed any. In terms of the constitutional question, so why now does it seemingly become more important to you? Because it hasn't changed from two thousand and seven. Why now?
1: Well, it's it's um, it's been a long road, and over the past number of years, the whole whole world has changed. You know, everything has changed, and at the top of that is Brexit. Brexit has changed everything, and and I feel that. the party that I joined in 2008 is the same party today and that's the biggest frustration because they're not moving um, and because they're not moving they're missing opportunities opportunities that I can see and opportunities that I think I've allocated um, on, on, on Twitter of all things <laughs> um, but it seemed to be um, Speaking on a vacuum, and the party aren't, aren't um, not buying into it. Now, I'm not trying to change party policy. I wouldn't try to do that. But some of the it's things. But effectively, you are well, because the alliance current party
0: policy is that they do not have a position. Yeah, they don't have.
1: <laughs> y- yes, I agree. So let's have the let's have the discussion at the next party conference. I hope there's going to be um, many nationalist members of the party stand up and say, well, yeah, let's have a conversation. Let's sh- let's choose. Let's have a position. Um, and allow unionist party members to say, well, let's have a position. Because unionist members can't be left out of the conversation either. And that's... Fundamental to what I see the Alliance Party being is, you know, two sides, but have a decision. You know, this whole idea of it's not the overriding factor right now just doesn't wash for me anymore. When will be the appropriate time? As we
0: all say, you will always find a reason Mm -hmm. to kick a can down the road if it's convenient to you. But sometimes you have to stop and grasp the nettle.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. And as you rightfully say, obviously, you know, the Shared Ireland team will be advocates of, um, of a new dispensation. We want constitutional change. We also accept that it's not going to happen overnight, as you rightfully pointed out. But it's about having these conversations. It's about getting the Irish government to acknowledge, set up a Citizens' Assembly, so that we don't make the same mistakes as Brexit where people literally I know even in my own household were asking each other Jesus am I pro-EU or am I anti because there was simply no real detailed conversations around it and I guess that's what you're saying I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth I know it's certainly what we are saying and other groups like Ireland's Future and whatnot. are saying let's ensure that we do not repeat the mistakes mm-hmm. of the past. Let's ensure we do our homework. Let's ensure that we have a detailed conversation with everyone in society so that when the day and hour does come for us to
1: cast our vote, we will be well informed. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have it in front of you in black and white of what it means for everybody. Um, everybody north and south. Um, for me, that's Logical next step, and it's frustrating that I wouldn't have the support I thought I would have garnered from um, the Alliance Party um, itself. Interestingly, since I've been vocal about you know my position within the party and being allowed to um, present my views, I haven't had anybody from the party reach out and say, "Michael, I'm with you. I understand." Um, so you're either telling me there's nobody in the Lance Party that has um, views similar to my to my own, or they're being stifled. That was actually my next question for you. Um,
0: obviously you're a party member that's fourteen, fifteen years now. So I'm assuming that you have got relations within the party. Yeah. So. So so you're saying last week in the last seven days that no one from a,
1: a colleague's point of view mm-hmm. has reached out to you? No, nobody, um, like I say when I when I, I, I put my viewpoint out there about my background in the party, experience in the party, quite a bit of experience if you consider some of the, the, the colleagues that I've, I've, I've worked with, um, it's been um, frustrating that you know I've, I've put myself out there as Suzanne Breen from the Belfast Telegraph reached out to me and said Michael I've just followed some of your tweets would you mind if we, if we do a, a small piece? No problem, had a chat with her, um, went out on the, the, the web on the next morning's paper and I thought well hopefully this will be uh, the seeds that'll grow the conversation within some of the party and I was fully expecting to get some feedback from party members who have similar views to myself now. And
0: and do you know I know this may sound like a ridiculous question and a very obvious one, but like you know, you are aware of Alliance Party members, both elected and non elected, that have got similar views to Europe. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Kelly Armstrong, who's very prominent in the party, has said that, you know, if the constitutional question came up, it would be more than likely that she would go down the route of an All-Ireland based on economic reasons. And she's one of the leading figures in the party. So the the party, as large as it it is, are, are you trying to tell me that there's nobody else? has the same view? or oh, no, no, I'm or, <laughs> that. it was just a question. Yeah, no, no, but
0: listen, there there are, believe me. You've had these conversations, I guess, is what I'm trying to yes. get out of you. Yes, You have had. Yes.
1: It. Are they allowed to talk about it openly? Obviously not.
0: Okay, and that's what you're disappointed in, Michael, that nobody has come out, even leaving the site publicly, privately to you and saying, hey, see what's going on here. I support you,
1: but unfortunately, I'm going to have to choose to yeah. keep quiet. Nobody has even done that. No, I haven't even had that conversation with anybody. Which, uh, it, 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 you know what, I've, um, my time of the party is is over. Um, and it's unfortunate that the under the current leadership, that the party's going down that, that route where, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but just don't shout about it. So many times has um, Colin Eastwood or Michelle
0: O'Neill made contact with you with this past week? <laughs>
1: I have to say I'm waiting on the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, <laughs> you never know.
0: Right, I'm going to ask you, um, this is this is obviously your podcast. It's, it's your story. They're your views. So I'm going to ask you potentially a hypothetical question, but I don't think it is. You obviously have stood for the Alliance before, mm-hmm. you've campaigned for the Alliance, been a supporter, a very vocal one, publicly and privately. So now when you traverse around your daily life and interact with the community as you do, somebody says to you Michael, who will cast me vote for in the upcoming election, if we have one pre-Christmas or even next year, whether it be a local election or the assembly elections. Where will you be suggesting people put their ex?
1: Yeah, that's well, <laughs> a very good question. Um, despite what's, what's gone on, what's happened, uh, I would be advocating Alliance Party. Um, how, how could you honestly look me
0: in the eye and say that without laughing, Michael, based upon what you're only after telling me mm-hmm. that that party, in your
1: words, have not evolved. With the times? Every party has an opportunity to evolve, to evolve and even if it's one person like myself coming out and saying this is where the party needs to focus, um, that's one voice and hopefully a growing conversation. So I don't see any contradiction in saying I would still advocate you vote for Alliance party because there's still a lot that Alliance does that I agree with. But I say I seen you last night on Twitter, somebody asked you that same question mm-hmm. and you said no. Yeah, well, Twitter can be a funny thing taking <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> taking um, isolated incidents and, and in the context that they're meant. Mm. Um in, in, in reality joking aside, I, I yeah, no, I, I the, listen, the Alliance Party I joined the Alliance Party for numerous reasons. Has devoted a lot of my time and energy to the Alliance Party. Um, they can evolve, they can grow, they can um, continue to be relevant, which is, is, is more important. Um, going back to Twitter, I love Twitter. I just put it out there early days. They, they reckon that Twitter, <laughs> just when you mention Twitter and you love Twitter,
0: I've I, I seen somewhere recently that Twitter. Probably all social media, but Emily, it actually said Twitter is as
1: addictive as cigarettes and alcohol. Mm, possibly, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Very, very, very true. You, you've got an issue, Michael. <laughs> I think I have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> some would say that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, joking aside, Alliance Party the relevance, we were talking about Twitter, and it, uh, uh, one of the, 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 the tweets that I had said was, um, in response to somebody saying, "Well, alliance is only relevant because of the sectarianism, the divide between the divide, lemons and yeah, and Dem- <laughs> yeah, exactly." So yes, that's how the alliance was formed to try and bring these people communities together. And um, the the person said, "Well, you know, what's the relevance then of the party once unification happens?" And my response would be well actually the party is more relevant because their catchment area has just grown exponentially they're the glue that could potentially keep everybody else together well the, the, you know what would the party look like in, in all ireland um that's that's the question um who are they going to um stand against if fianna fall fianna gail the Greens, um, mm-hmm. Labour, so they, they could be in
0: constant government because I would see potentially the need for them, but like the Greens in the South at the minute, mm-hmm. to be that uh, buffer, that glue, that 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 you know yeah. brings other parties across the line to form a government.
1: Yeah, you see, listen, I'm just going away down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about kicking the can down the mm-hmm. road. I'm. I've kicked the can and ran <laughs> past the can, and I'm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, my thoughts on how I see the party proceeding is, it's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the party don't see it, mm-hmm. uh, and fully understandable uh, that they want to go down that road. Listen, I'm one party member, a very, very small voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still see a future for the party, um, and whatever. So. Just circling back to the question
0: that I asked you there a minute or two ago about in any forthcoming elections, if somebody asked you who to vote for, so you're still, your hat is still firmly in the Alliance camp?
1: Yeah, I would say yes. No recovery kit, I'd say yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
0: Very good. Um. We normally ask this question at the start of all our podcasts. Michael, is tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, about your early years, and I guess ultimately what formed your opinion and why ultimately you decided to become an Alliance member.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, now, um, so as I was born in in London. Um, my mum was uh, English, my dad's um, Irish, from Cookstown. Um, left Ireland due to economic reasons at the time. Um, Is your dad, yeah. Yeah, my dad um, moved, fr- moved from Cookstown, went to London as a young man and met my mum. Uh-huh. Raised a family. Um, I was eight years of age um, when... The Family moved back to Cookstown for in, in what year in what, 1975? What is under God <laughs> possessed your father and mother to move back to the north yeah. in 1970? It's, it's a question I ask all the time. <laughs> what were you thinking yeah, in the yeah. height of the troubles? Yeah. Um, listen, there's re- whatever the reasons were, yeah, family ties, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, came back my early. <laughs> Earliest recollection in primary school, obviously I didn't have the accent I have now. Um, I often say when people ask, well, what's happened to your accent? Um, truthfully, I, I could say I, I probably got it beat out of me. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, there was a lot of bullying, um, which is, on, listen, Cookstown was a small town then. and Somebody coming in with a broad London accent. Um, is going to stand out like a, a sore thumb. So um, yeah, that, I, I had that experience to um, to deal with, but politics—I um, had no iota of what what it was about. Uh, the troubles are our family is not political anyway, um, and that's not—we weren't brought up with politics. Actually, when I went to um, secondary school. To give you an idea of how big politics played in our family i had um went to secondary school um uh, st patrick's college now holy trinity in cookstown then it was uh, boy you remember it was boys one side girls the other side just for full disclosure here folks um
0: my, myself and, and michael kind of would be of similar age and we kind of grew up in Similar area. I actually went to the same school.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, to give you an idea of, of, you know, sensitivities or my awareness of them, I actually went to PE in a Kevin Keegan football, (laughs) Kevin Keegan football outfit, which is basically a replica of the England outfit. (laughs) Okay. So the that didn't go down particularly well either, and suffice to say, I didn't wear it didn't work again. <laughs> but um, yeah, listen, small things make make a on as they say. And growing up in um, a, a polarized society, as at what stage did you become aware that you had an opinion
0: then, and that you got kind of um, and that you know that you thought that. Sinn Féin wasn't the right home for you. You thought that mm-hmm. the UUP weren't the right home for you because there is a strong UUP representation in the Cousteau area as uh, there is Sinn Féin and I guess then what you know why did you not choose the SDLP? because the Alliance in the Ulster area and, and you know this is just a fact wouldn't be their stronghold so why did you choose Alliance then
1: to be your Political home? Well, ticked a hell of a lot of boxes for me, I have to say. Being um, neither or is a big thing for me. Uh, I, I don't feel like tying myself to one idea or one, um, one party I'm based on you know, the political parties here, or everybody knows they're developed based on one side of the community or the other. Um, Alliance for me. Just tick so many boxes. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking if the Green Party um back then, mm-hmm. whenever you were making this decision, it had have been as relevant as the
1: Ginaha you know, are nowadays, mm-hmm. would that have been maybe a home for you? Possibly, quite possibly. Labour Party mm. on, on its own right, as opposed to the SDLP. Yeah. Um but when you say Middlester, listen, I went into the 2010, 2011 elections under no illusion that the party um, wasn't going to do very well, but you have to start a base somewhere. Yes, you have to. Be, you have to start somewhere, and the people that I conversed with before remembered a time when the Atlantic Party was particularly strong in Mid Ulster. They would have had uh, some representation, not um, anything like they have now, but it would have been yeah there would have been people there um but it's dwindled away and dwindled away and possibly part of me my um what's the right word i'm looking for um there's a challenge there that's a challenge that that i want to take and say right let's get this party back on track yeah because if i was still if somebody asked me
0: in the cushion area or you know wider area even who's the local alliance you know not necessarily representative but you know person go-to person Mm -hmm. you're the actual only person that i can think of
1: yeah oh well listen starting off from that base point where you don't have any um anything to build from one of my biggest gripes and uh, i think naomi's well aware of this was the lack of support that um, we got in Cookstown. Uh, Are you talking about from the leadership point of view? Yeah, fr- fr- from the party and the leadership as well. Um, Hannah Sue, which was a, an Alliance Party colleague in Dungannon, she stood at the same time in Dungannon as I was standing in Cookstown. Um, we both lobbied hard for the party to give us some help. Um, what would a help look like? Help would be um, canvassing. Knocking doors, um, election posters. (laughs) We were given um, hand me downs from um, East Belfast. I think it was just a plain Alliance banner to put up. Other than that, it was designing our own, which for a party of that size, Uh, uh, it was very, it was very discouraging. So um, yeah, difficult, Um, and I felt at that time for. Probably right reasons. The party's focus was on the legacy of East Belfast, um, and from there the party has grown. But for me, as somebody, uh, somebody west of the ban, um, not getting the support that I believed we needed was very discouraging. Michael, we are
0: nearly thirty-nine minutes in here. <clears throat> uh, for I should have said this totally the start. Thanks for giving up your Sunday morning, (laughs) by the way. Um, Okay. I'll leave you with, I guess, the last message. And my question is to you, what do you want to say to the Alliance Party leadership here? And what do you want to say to other Alliance members?
1: Okay. Okay. To the party, I would say, please open up the discourse and have um, a real and proper conversation about how we can move Northern Ireland, North of Ireland, um, closer to reunification um, and start to see the big picture and respond to um, questions that people are asking. And to uh, fellow members, or I'm no longer members, so <laughs> to alliance um, members, representatives, I would say um, hold strong. If you believe in the union, be proud of it, talk about it. Um, for those of a similar persuasion as me, I would say, yep, yeah, keep the conversation going, uh, put pressure on the party uh, to make change or at least talk about it so Megan McDonald
0: thank you for your time folks as usual if you um, have anything to say about the conversation uh, please let us know on the comments below and if you enjoyed it a like and a retweet would be appreciated till the next time take care bye-bye